Recorded live at the spot in Culver City, California. It is the moment you didn't know you were waiting for. The first chapter of The Lost City of Ford. Here on Tales of the Extraordinary. We take you now to the mysterious wilderness of the Amazon. Exotic life forms as far as the eye can see thrive in a hellish environment of heat and humidity that would shatter your average barometric device. The moisture in the air is nearly as thick as the famed river that runs through this remote jungle paradise. It's as if... It's... It's just really wet, friends. Flying high above that imposing rainforest canopy is a Ford Trimotor aeroplane, carrying within its steel belly some familiar passengers. I say, how much farther is the location, my dear? We will know it when we see it, I presume. Signore Zane was not very specific. The man was a raving loon. You would be, too, if you had wandered around the Amazon rainforest for two weeks. I seriously doubt that. Ah, see. Your friend said that you were very skilled at jungle exploration. Oh, did you now? I may have embellished your CV a bit, yes. Oh, you're too kind, dear Nigel. Oh, pish posh. It would be ungentlemanly of me to boast of my deeds. Well, to be fair, Ongawa deserves a large amount of credit. Oh, come now, I can't take... What did you say? Oh, I merely pointed out that though you are quite skilled in the arts of exploration... Indeed. It is only prudent to give the deserved recognition to Ongawa's sacrifices. Well, I suppose... Oh, I say, Dickie, don't be sore. I am eternally grateful that you took my call. And so you should be, Nigel. I had very important business in New Orleans, don't you know? I hope it was nothing that couldn't be postponed to spell, eh? For a friend, of course. I had told me mates back in Los Angeles that I was returning to France. Why is a choice, since this entire mission is highly classified? Brazil left the League of Nations in June, you see. Weren't they a founding member? See, and the first to leave. The League is still reeling from its betrayal. And yet they let us fly around the jungle looking for some hidden city? No, you silly little man. I thought you told him. Well, I meant to, but you see, little Dickie isn't very good with secrets. Now see here. Come now, Dickie, need I remind you of the Kenyan affair? You told me to disable the U-boat. Yes, but once you blasted off the top hatch, your job was done. You needn't have waited for them to return so you could gloat. And what's so wrong with that? They weren't supposed to know we were involved, man. Bah, it's not like any of those Turks survived. That's not the point, and you know... Ashvet, look, something is wrong. Do you feel that? We seem to be... listing. I say, what is that pilot doing? Why don't you ask him? He's right there. With a gun. And a parachute. Si, senora, si, senorita. The only parachute. Please, no sudden moves. Senor Ford wants us to look like an accident, and he would be very angry if I had to shoot you instead. Did you say... Ford? Henry Ford? Senor Ford sends his apologies. As you said, secrets are hard to keep, and Senor Ford works very hard to keep them. Just what do you think you're doing, lad? Why, leaving you all to die. <laughs> He's opened the door! Adios, muchachos! No, stop! He's jumped! It's too late! Oh, no, it's not! What are you... Geronimo! Dios santo! He... he jumped out after him! Yes, he always was a dash impulsive. Rest in peace, dear little... Ashvet! Look! No, I can't bear to! He has grabbed it onto the pilot's shoe at the last second. Truly? Let me see. 
Oh, good show, Dicky. He's climbing up his legs. I tell you, little Dicky has quite the iron grip. <laughs> this one time in the Congo, we... Dio mio. He has, uh, uh, how do you say? Head-butted the pilot. He's out like a light. But that parachute can't hold them both without... Oh, never mind. What is he doing? It appears he's unstrapping his unconscious opponent. But he'll fall to his death. Too late. Good show, Dicky. He's taken the parachute from the pilot. The pilot of our plane. Right, Toe. Who is no longer piloting the plane. Right. Uh, oh, uh, to the cabin, quickly. And that's what happened. The pilot had dumped most of the fuel, so we had no choice but to turn around. Oh, poor little Dicky. He just jumped out of the plane? Yes, that's right. That sounds like Broughton. He had given me this frequency to use in case anything befell him, and so here I am. Where exactly is here? Still in Rio, the capital. So what do you expect us to do? We're in Los Angeles. Oh, dear me. I... Oh, hold on, please. Uh, yes? Oh, jolly good plan. Hello? Oh, terribly sorry. I was speaking with my associate. She has asked me to relate to you a request. Well, you, actually. Shoot. It was made very clear Mr. Ford has a vested interest in keeping people away from this hidden city. Might you be able to find him and discover his connection to this affair? I believe you are a police detective, Officer Sullivan. Is that right? Well, yeah, but... Splendid. Uh, perhaps you could turn that sleuthing proass upon the dastardly Henry Ford. Interrogate him. Hmm? Hold it there, Ethel. Nigel. Yeah, yeah. Look, the average Joe doesn't just walk up and talk to people like Henry Ford, okay? Wait, the doc! What? Dr. Von Kliegel. Something he said when we were first captured on the Daedalus. He knows Henry Ford. What, like friends? Something like that. They were supposed to meet up for a sweat lodge or something. Like Kellogg used to do. But, uh, isn't the doc Jewish? What? Ford is a known anti-Semite. Haven't you read his magazine? No. Besides, the doc isn't Jewish. He's Texan. Really? Yeah, just eccentric. Hmm. Excuse me, yes, hello, I'm still on the line. Right, right, sorry. All right, Mike, you go talk to the doc and see if he can get it in with Ford. Find out what his involvement is with the Amazon. What are you going to do? Go down and save Broughton? What, are you kidding? I just got back to Los Angeles after months flying around the world. Last time I left, a foreign army invaded my city. Oh, a pity. We are quite low on manpower down here. Don't worry. I know some people. And now we interrupt this program for a lengthy sales pitch from our wealthy sponsors. Have you ever been on a long trip in a foreign city and had this happen to you? Oh, oh, I just broke the heel on my shoe again. Oh, these shoes were Austrian-made. Where am I going to find a cobbler shop in New York City that could possibly fix these? There has to be one around here somewhere. Hey, uh, my name is Gibetto. Can you tell me where I could get my shoes repaired? You seem like you have some sort of old world charm. If that's what you want to call it, yeah. Can you fix my heels? This is really expensive leather. Are, are you yeah. good with leather? I don't own a cobbling shop, but I make puppets. Look, I have shoes and they're broken. Yeah, so watch where you step. That's my public service, okay? Because it's unrealistic to think that anywhere you go, you get your shoe fixed. You break it here, you walk home. This public service announcement brought to you by Woolworths. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, back to the tale. The 
way I see it, partner, you got only two ways out of this here saloon. In bonds or in a pine casket. You must have a death wish, little man. Don't you know who I am? I'm Black Bart, scourge of the desert. Oh, I know who you are. Maybe you should realize who I am. Cause I'm a lawman. I got the law on my side. And you're wanted. Wanted. Dead or alive. Cut! Cut! Here we go. Moon, are you joshing me here? What is it, Donald? All right, maybe you don't understand. I'm the director. This is my picture. You work for me, okay? I know how movies work, Don. Then act like it. When I say no more singing, I mean it. Did you do this bourgeois with Mort? Actually, yes. Uh, He said I had a beautiful voice. Don't get smart with me, Moon. Whoever heard of a singing cowboy, huh? All right, everybody, back to places. We're gonna... Time! What? Sorry, but it's Mr. Moon's break time. What are you talking about? Who is this? I need a good agent. Mr. Moon's personal assistant. What the hell is a personal assistant? Oh, it's, it's all the rage, Don. Lloyd's even got one. They get you your cleaning, keep track of appointments, even deal with one-night stands who don't get the hint. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Moon has it in his contract with Paramount that he must be allotted a 30-minute break every two hours. Paramount? I did save the studio, after all. They want to hand me some perks. Who am I to say no? I swear, Moon, if the rest of Hollywood were like you, we'd never get anything done. Ahem. Well, fine, go take your precious break. Thank you. Uh, hey, Don, can I go on break, too? Ah, uh, shut your trap, Hardy, before I give you a break to your skull. Thanks, Don. The slave driver's out there. I swear, that must have been a third or fourth take. Oh, anything for you, Randy Bandy. Uh, yeah. Anita, could you never say that again? Excuse me, Mr. Moon? Randolph is not to be destroyed. It's all right, Anita. Down, girl. I've always got time for my fans. You look like one of the extras, pal. Uh, yeah. Here, let me sign that script for you. Judging by that handkerchief on your face, I'm gonna guess you're in Black Bart's gang, eh? Uh, it's some good screen time. You should really talk to Don about losing the mask, though. No one's gonna know. Moon, shut the hell up. I'm in disguise. Do you know? I said, shut up. Sorry. I'm just surprised to see you around. With being a fugitive and all? I prefer not to let things like the law get in the way of justice. Sure. Hey, I remember you. Then you'd better work on forgetting me. This isn't a social call, Moon. I need your help. You need my help? Well, well, well. Don't get cocky. It's actually for Broaden. Dicky? What about him? He having trouble with the French mafia again? He never made it to France, Moon. It's a long story, but he's gotten himself lost in the Amazon. He was looking for some hidden city that may be connected with Henry Ford. Henry Ford? The car guy? Is there another? You're telling me Henry Ford has a hidden city in the Amazon? That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Then you need to get out more. Look, the League is involved and they need some backup. Isn't that what their police force is for? Apparently Brazil kicked them out. They're operating clandestinely. So, what am I supposed to do? I can't just take off to another hemisphere. 
I'm in the middle of filming here. Yeah, I can see. Working real hard. Oh, ha-ha. It wasn't you I was thinking of. It's your Kiwi friend. Reason? Yeah, him. If anyone's gonna be at home in a place as crazy as the Amazon jungle, it's that guy. I'll talk to him, but... Well, the Contessa tends to go with him every... I don't care. Just get him to the airfield by tomorrow. They're sending a plane to take him to Rio. All right, fine. You're not really worried about Dickie, are you? No. With Broaden's dumb luck, he's probably having a cocktail in this hidden city as we speak. Speaking of the Amazon, let's divert our attention there for the time being. Four, in a riverboat drifting down that famously long body of water known as the Amazon River, a coterie is taking place. A coterie made up of clearly out-of-place American Midwesterners in pressed white shirts and summer dresses. Carruthers, what news? Since the last time you asked, Stanley... As I told you before, I will notify you the second any reply whatsoever comes over this radio. I know what you said, Carruthers. Trust me. I don't want to keep asking you. It's just her. Emma? A hole in one. She's ordering people around like, well... A school teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's treating us all as if we were pupils. She's touching the head. And what's with that accent? I know. She spends two months in England on vacation, and now everything is by Jove this and good show that. Do, do Brits even speak like that anymore? If it's all the same to you, I'm just going to stay up here and eat this sandwich a few more minutes before she... Mr. Stanley, you have dallied long enough. This is not recess. Yes, Emma. What? Lady Emma. My apologies, ma'am. Shall I take it from your long faces and slouching postures? There has still been no word from Master Ford. Not yet, Lady Emma. This is simply unacceptable. It is inconceivable that a man of such intellect and perseverance would so haphazardly abandon those in his charge. It could mean only one thing. Lady? It's the natives. They must be blocking our SOS call somehow. If I may interject, Lady Emma, it has not been my experience that the workers possess such technology, nor the skill to use it. Well, what else would it be? Uh, it's possible Mr. Ford doesn't care. Ow! Knuckles! How dare you! I will not suffer such disloyalty from a citizen of the proud Ford Motor Company. Have you a bar of soap, Mr. Carruthers? What? Um, yes? Then I suggest you get used to the taste. For if you slight that great man again, you should eat nothing else. Yes, my lady. That settles it. It is unlikely that we can count on reinforcements. We'll have to take back the city ourselves. But, Lady Emma, they outnumber us two to one. Ow! I dropped my sandwich. We outsmart them. That is the loser's attitude, Mr. Stanley. Should you not have the stomach for battle, I will find someone who does. I'm sorry, ma'am. Lady Emma, we found someone in the river. Oh, whom? A spy for those traitorous peasants? I don't believe so, ma'am. I say, is this any way to treat a man in my condition? 
I'd expect better care from a bloody cannibal. He's British. Oh, my pardons, madam. Excuse my language. Consider it excused. I apologize for your treatment at my compatriot's hands. Please have a seat, Mr. Um... Broughton. Richard Broughton. World-renowned explorer extraordinaire. Oh, how impressive. And you are? Emma. Emma Chatterley. But you may call me Lady Emma. And I assure you, we shall take excellent care of you, Richard. Back in Los Angeles, at a familiar local airfield, a dusty aeroplane comes to a stop in front of an unusual couple. <coughs> this is our <coughs> transportation. Don't get bunchy, love. Air travel's never gonna beat a luxury ocean liner, but it sure beats walking. <laughs> I wouldn't know. When I was young, my father would have the servants carry me wherever I needed to go. You'll never get in shape that way. Not everyone is obsessed with athleticism, dear reason. Sweet as. Mind the door, love. Good day, mates. Wouldn't happen to be looking for a ride to Rio, would ya? Kiora, mate. We are indeed. A Kiwi, eh? Captain Barry Pike at your service. All aboard. You're from the West Island, mate. Good one. Hail from Melbourne, South Yara to be exact. What's your name, then? Reason Shipling from Queenstown, South Island. Who's the Sheila? <laughs> you will address me as Contessa, if you must at all. Reason is my travelling companion. Fair enough. Mind your head, Contessa. You're sure this thing will fly? Sheila, if this beauty were missing half a ranchance, I could still get us ahead of schedule. Just buckle up and make yourselves comfortable. As comfortable as one can be on a flying death box. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Oi, a koala! El Balier's my traveling companion, you might say. He's also my co-pilot. Sweet as, mate. Your what? Is this a joke? Pay the lady no mind, Barney. You just get those engines started. Hold on to your hats, mates. Next stop, South America. The board is set, and the pieces of the game are in motion. Reason and the Contessa en route to Rio, Sullivan and Dr. Von Kliegel en route to Detroit, and Little Dicky en route to the Lost City of Ford. Join us next week as things really get moving when a Los Angeles cop visits Detroit, City of the Future, only on Tales of the Extraordinary! Extraordinary!